Hey everybody, what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm Shay Dawson. I'm Tania Rivers. Welcome back, crew. Hey people, my favorite hey. people, my favorite listeners. Yes, favorite time of the day when we get together. So I've been getting a lot of hit ups about people just like sending quotes from like previous episodes or just yeah. being like, oh my God, you love the last pod. And everyone says every time we put out a new one that it's their favorite. So I don't even know who's That's what. Lo- yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for just continuing yeah. to listen. But we're even more appreciative of you sharing your feedback. So continue to hit us up. Um, we want to hear from you. Um, we actually got a very, very fun episode coming up. Hopefully next week we'll get to it. That was actually suggested by a listener. So we take your consideration very seriously. So don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Yes. And go and comment on Instagram. Our Instagram has been posting a lot more. We've kind of figured out a strategy. Finally, shout out to Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Um, Hey, Morgan. Uh, I saw a bunch of comments earlier today and some new posts come up. So yeah, engage with us on social. We're we're really um, excited and happy about that aspect of the podcast. So yay. Yay. Makes me so happy. So we got something in store for us today, huh? Yes, we do. Well, listen, I think everyone may be aware that next Tuesday, the 8th, is National International Women's Day. So in honor of that, we want to really focus our episode on total girl power. Yes. (laughs) So today we're going to be really looking at redefining our power as women in the workplace and, and, and just in the world, right? I think we have a lot of, I would say, burdens that we sometimes carry as women. So how do we collectively kind of talk through that and see how we can support one another? Exactly. And also to point out the superpowers of being a woman, like the things that we can highlight, that we can sharpen, that we can mold and just kind of give um, appreciation to, to, to let everyone know, like this, God gave this to you, you know, use this to your advantage as well. So yes, yes. yes. We, we have some amazing gifts that we <laughs> creating we, human beings. I mean, yes. for one. Um, wow. I mean, come on. The responsible <laughs> for the human race. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I got a big super, like an S on right in the middle of my chest. Because you do. Oh, well, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. You're like, where did it go? Where did it go? Where is my S? It dissolved. Then it it comes back, right? I think we all feel that way. There's times where we feel really empowered and we feel strong. And then there's just times that we feel like very heavy, weighed down. And there's a lot. So, you know, I must give a shout out to... I call him my little uh, my little brother Nafis. Uh, Shay's fiance was um, with us the l- last week, and we talked about just mental health in the Black community. And we're getting so much positive feedback on yeah. that episode. So thank you, Feast. Yeah, and and so cool to understand that like you can talk about it, and it, it is something that is stigmatized, but it is necessary. And Absolutely. every time we talk about it, we're doing our work to break down those you know, stigmas and those, those negative, um, comparisons or connotations. Um, so that's really cool too, to just have everybody like, dang, I'm going through the same thing, regardless of, you know, who you are and where you come from. Yeah. Not being afraid. I think many of us, and we go through things at certain times in our lives. Like there's times when I feel like I'm riding a wave, I'm kind of flying high. And then there's definitely some times where I feel kind of low. And I think the more that we talk about it, have that awareness, then that's where we can see real change happen. So glad that you was with us, Nafis. Come back again, because I'm sure that's an episode um, that we can do again. And that's just yes. a very important topic, right? Yes. Come back, yeah. babe. 
gotta come back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, everyone's hitting me up like, I love them. I love their love. Then I had a couple of chicks hit me up and I was screenshotting them, sending, <laughs> sending them to Shay like, Shay's fiance is handsome. I was Ooh, like, he, that boy fire. He is, but stay in your lane. He is taken. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so women, women, women. So you know what? I am reading a really good book that I want to share. And this made me think about our episode today. It's called The First, The Few, The Only. Ooh. How Women of Color Can Redefine Power in Corporate America. Um, so that is a great book and we'll share it out so you guys can see it, but it's just um, has helped me, um, especially at a time too. I think, you know, yes. when people go through, I know I have people hit me up, especially after they get their reviews and look, reviews can either, can either empower you or deflate you. Yes. And we have to, especially for me, being an HR professional, you know, in previous organizations, I just got rid of reviews. I think it's all about feedback that you get continuously and not just based on this kind of twice a year big to do when you sit down. And us as leaders have to do a better job of empowering our people because someone should not walk away feeling deflated and powerless from a review because mm -hmm. it's basically a summary of all the things you've done in a year and shouldn't be any surprises at all. Mm -hmm. So the fact that someone has walked away um, deflated, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, you don't do that in your relationships. Like, hey, it's our two-year review. Like, let's go down Let me write down I everything don't. that you do great and everything you don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think um, and I think just even you by bringing this topic up, it's like you're normalizing just having feedback conversations all the time. And I also learned, shout out to my coworkers, Whitney and Anna. They taught me, um, you have to basically ask people, do you mind if I give you some feedback? Like when there's something that it's uncomfortable for you, something you don't like, yeah. like instead of saying it, like just, do you mind if I give you some feedback? And most of the time people say yes. And sometimes people say not right now. And yeah. it's like a way to protect the relationship. And a way to protect that person's mental health, like if they understand that they maybe have done something wrong or they're not performing, you know, at their best because they may be going through something, something sure. that we're not aware of. But the fact that they're not in that headspace at that moment to say not right now and then also just to ask if it's OK to give feedback. Yeah. Like, I just think that was so powerful, like when they told me that. And I'm like, I love you're that. right. You know, and as you are talking, I'm like, yeah, like. You don't just schedule feedback for people in your life that you love very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You, you let them know constantly as it's going on or when it happens or, hey, you know, can we find some time to talk? And then yeah. when the when the, the the review comes up, you know, and I don't know if this is something that you're working through of creating new um, pathways for this. But when something comes up or when the review comes up, it's more of like, let's talk about all the wonderful things you did as we've been going through. You've noticed some things. I've also noticed some things, you know, so just make sure you're staying working on those things. But let's talk about the future. Like, let's keep moving in a great direction and a forward momentum. Like, I think that's something that is necessary um, and for the relationship. And, and like you said, I won't leave feeling deflated, but we've already you've already called out those things that maybe are considered um, challenges for me in the workplace, yeah. you know? Yeah. And what or so when you look at kind of those who are best in class, they're not doing those semi-annual or annual reviews. It's almost similar to like a fitness tracker, like an app mm -hmm. where you could kind of go in and put your feedback, you know, throughout the year when you're having those conversations, because most of us are meeting with our employees either on a weekly or biweekly basis. And we're giving that feedback. 
So it's not based on a score or a grade. You know, all that stuff is just becoming so much antiquated because it's really about, you know, when you think about the meat and potatoes, sorry, I always compare everything, everything. I like meat and potatoes. I like (laughs) (laughs) But, or, or I don't know, some type of vegan meat and potatoes. Um, But what it's really about is the the feedback, the words that you're saying is more important than anything else. And that's what we have to do as leaders. Even the things that you're saying that's constructive is meant to build someone up. It's not meant to tear someone down. So if if you're not sure how to give feedback, then spend some time how to do it because it means so much. And it's really important to um, employees and just important as a human being. We're humans first. I get it. Yeah, for sure. And every opportunity to converse with someone, to connect with someone is an opportunity to grow and learn. Um, And then you also find out your tribe too. Like maybe we communicate and I just, you're just never going to be my person or maybe we communicate and, you know, I found my person. So I think all of that is important to figure out who and where you belong as well. Like just learning communication styles. And absolutely. I know I'm constantly doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But well, I mean, I think it's important though, Shay, because when you really understand what makes someone ticks and how you can have like a breakthrough and how you can successfully speak to someone and you feel yeah. like there's a great connection. That's where you kind of tap into that great energy because if you're not, I, if you're not able to communicate effectively, then the relationship is just not going to work. We talk about what successful relationships look like and those pillars always remain the same. What are they? You guys should have these memorized by now because I feel like we talk <laughs> about them every episode, which are um, trust communication, transparency, and respect. Like those are those magic pillars that keep every single relationship together. So a relationship at work, that's a, that's even though it's it's a relationship, right? Like it's those same core things that you put into maybe like a significant other that you have at home. Same, same thing in the workplace. No, I totally agree. And I definitely try to focus on, well, one, first, I just try to focus on where is the person at? Right. Like and then I try to meet them where they're at. Like Mm. there are some people who are just so socially awkward. They don't know how to give feedback. They don't know how to interact. They don't know how to just be themselves. And so it's a shame. It is. And it, it is. And a lot of people actually that's why a lot of people don't or they say they're shy, but they're not really shy. They just don't know how to interact with people who are outgoing and um, extroverted. Right. Yeah. And it's and, and again, it's like, how do you give feedback to those type of people who are not outgoing enough to to just speak their mind, and just say what they want to say or you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I constantly battle with like, should I say something? Should I not? Just because I am an outgoing person and I do see that, like, if you made a few tweaks, I could see you like interacting more with this person mm-hmm. or that person. Sometimes I do try to like personality match as well, even though it's not my job or, you know, no one asked me, but. I yeah, think, I w- you know, no, I was going to say, Shay, to your point, because um, oftentimes we try to figure it out. And mm-hmm. I would recommend too just sit down and ask someone, you know, like I've asked employees right. before, how do you prefer to give feedback? Because I am huge on giving feedback. You're going to hear a lot from me. You're going to hear about <laughs> the things you do well on a regular basis. You're going right. to hear about some things that I can see to help take it to the next take, take us, take our department, take you to the next level of excellence. Like you're going to constantly get feedback. And 
how is how would you like to receive that? What is the best way? That's a great how can I one. set you up for success so that you can walk away with some tangible things um, that's going to make our conversation go a lot more, you know, smoother and more productive. And you know, when I ask that, I normally get, you know, I hear all types of that. I like, you know, people like, can you can you send me little positive messages throughout? You know, I like to get text messages. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll find the time, but um, yeah, everyone per, everyone prefers everyone's communication style is very different. So seek to understand before you, you know, before you move into whatever direction that you choose to do. No, I totally agree. Do you think that um, women and men obviously communicate differently? But like, what are some things you see in the workplace that you notice work for women and work for men? Um, Yeah, like what are some things that you see in terms of feedback and women speaking to men, you know, and that that kind of whole Yeah, you know what I've... Yeah, it's a it's a very good question, Shay. And you know, I was telling you about the book that I'm reading. And for women, oftentimes, especially as we continue to evolve and we're climbing to corporate America, we're in these senior level positions. Right. I don't know if you heard this before, but it's something that is really a pet peeve that ticks women off <laughs> is when when they're told, don't be so emotional. Ooh. Um, that you know, you, you gotta get out of your feelings. Like talk about like you're always emotional and you're being defensive like that or when they say you go talk to him you're the nurturing one yeah it's like excuse me like first of all if just because you have an opinion does not mean you're being defensive i should be able to share my opinion even if it's you know especially if it's different from yours but you have to be willing to listen and please do not take that as being defensive it's just me sharing my opinion that may not be the same as yours. Yeah. And if I'm calm, I'm speaking to you respectfully, then my expectation is that you would listen because I get a lot of women, especially senior women, and I have other senior executives of friends, they say that, you know, it's something that they hear a lot from their their male leaders. Um, they hear that they're being emotional, that they need mm-hmm. to have executive presence and Things like that that they would not yes. th- that they I've do been not told hear so many from times other male count the, ma- the males in- are not getting that like we are getting that as women and that's a shame. Yeah, I've definitely been told that many times. Executive presence, gravitas, and I'm just like, no, like this is who I am. I am me. I the power is me. Like that's right. Now I'm not coming into work and speaking, you know, loudly and doing things and just being out of control, but like you know, doing what I need to do in my Shay way, it should be good enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just should. It should, Shay. And in a book, um, the author has t- talked about how women, like we're always trying to be the way that we're expected to be in the workplace yeah. opposed to being ourselves. Like women are, she even said something about how some women are afraid to wear certain color lipstick, like red lipstick, because they don't want to be, you know, yeah, because what, what red is associated with or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. I love it. I love a strong red lip. You guys see me with it all the time and I don't give a. We to, love it too. I don't give a shit. <laughs> what you think? I need I'm going to wear it. <laughs> but that's, but that is very disappointing though, that we as women has to continue to almost calm our fire to, to, to fit in what is expected out of us at work. And that's yes. not okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, like calming the fire. I'm just, I'm not here for that anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like you said, you always say like, Shay, you're different. I'm like, I am like, my fire is burning. Like, I don't know. It's coming off the head. Like, I just am like, 
That's right. I know what I want to do. I know how I want to do it. And I know Mm -hmm. who I want to do it with. And period. End of story. Like, I'm just not, I'm just not playing games anymore. Like, when it comes to the sports stuff, when it comes to athletes, when it comes to just the process and how it all works, like, I know I have that thing on lock. Like, I just know it. And I know I have the ability to communicate, you know, what Mm -hmm. someone needs to do. And if I don't have the information, I know how to find it. And I know how to communicate it back. Um, and give feedback where it needs to be. Like you said, I, I think I do a pretty good job of the feedback loop. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I know how to create trust. I know how to, you know, follow through, you know, keep my word and do it as necessary. And I don't need a middleman anymore to do that. Like, and uh, I think I had been made to feel like I needed someone to like be a, a middle person and I just don't anymore. And um, I love that you know who you are because yeah. it first starts with that. Like we have to understand who we are so we can feel confident in ourselves in our own skin. You mm-hmm. know, I tell Shay because I agree she is on fire and I said, "Shay, don't let anyone dim your light because yep. especially in the industry that, you know, being in the sports industry, it's predominantly male, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sometimes men have a hard time with strong women, um especially strong black women. We get titled as um it's just being aggressive and, and it's, and it's not okay. Or unappreciative. Like yeah. we should be lucky to be there or be in yeah. those positions and stuff. And yeah, I don't feel lucky anymore. Like I'm yeah. not asking anymore. I Love think I that. made a mistake for asking in the past and I'm not asking anymore. Yeah. I'm just doing. I read something and I, I, I'm going to find a quote in a second, but it was something on the lines of if you're sitting at the table and you're not being fed the right way then find another table that you can sit at and, and, and be able to own it. I'm going to, I'm going to look for that. In a second yeah. I literally just posted today. It was great. That when they start questioning the value to bring to the table, but you're the one who brought the whole table and the chairs that everyone's eating at. It's like mm. that. No, like that's not, it's not okay because without some of the groundwork and mm-hmm. the foundational pieces that it takes to communicate with the athlete community and its parents and the ecosystem that surrounds you know, there would be no connection there. And so that stuff needs to be respected. And a lot of people don't know how to put um, a value on that. Wow. And, you know, I just, it, it is what it is. Like relationships are valuable and people who are at the forefront of those relationships need to see and reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. A hundred percent. This is that. Um, so I found this post. It was actually, um, so shout out to Lori Harder, who is a podcaster herself. And yes. she's just doing great things. I love when I see women doing amazing things and she's one of them. But on, um, she posted today, it says, be so confident in knowing what you bring to the table that you're willing to eat alone until you find the right table. Mm. How powerful is that? I love it. And there are, and look, I'm at the point too in my career is that if I'm not, if I'm not happy and I know Mm -hmm. that happiness, you know, that's something that is very subjective Yeah, and it's also something that changes over time. Like you can have great days, you can have bad days, but when I know it's time for me to move on is when I'm not able to find purpose in the work that I'm doing or if I feel like you're putting a muzzle over me. Yeah. Because I say that all the time, like I am not someone that can just be a yes woman. That's just not who I am. Yeah. And I will always be very respectful and I'll come up with options. Like it's never like, oh, just want to do this. No, 
It's like, here are some other suggestions that will make this be whatever it is. Like, I'm going to come to the table with suggestions and some data to back it up. But what I don't expect is someone to just say, do it because I said so. Yeah. Like that, that is nothing. That is something that I just can't um, sacrifice. I, I, I can't be that person that's just going to be, um, just want to follow whatever you say. Yeah, it is like that's that's a problem. That's yeah, a shame. I used to tell my mom that I used to be like, you know, what was so hurtful when I was a kid? My mom is an amazing mother, by the way. Um, and she I, I really know what kind of groundwork she put in now that I'm an adult. And I mm-hmm. so appreciate the times when she did, you know, give me those roadblocks where she just said, no, you shouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? And there's really no explanation for it. But I told her I was like, when you say no, because I said so, it's very hurtful. <laughs> It's like, can you give me some like, can you give me some feedback yeah, on why? Something and, why? Right. And at the time, but one, there's a difference. I know my mom loved me and cared about me. She showed me every day with her actions, not just with her words. Yeah. So when, when she was doing that, obviously she was doing that because she didn't want me to get hurt or she just didn't feel like it was the right time to experience that in the moment, you know, like for maturity level, for, for just where I was in life. And so and and that's so now that we're older and we talk about it and she could explain exactly why it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dang, like, that's so powerful. But like you said, when she would say, because I because I told you so, it just didn't sit right with my soul. And I've always been a disruptor and like just like a, uh, you know, I can't be caged up. And so, you know, we always have those explosions when she would. And she's like, Shay, you've always been like beyond your time. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy. And and because I still get that today. Like when I feel mm-hmm. like a box is being put around me, like I that's, freak out. That's right. It's like freak the fuck out. Like literally, <laughs> like I'm not like, kidding. I'm not a bird that you can cage up. Like it's yeah. not, I need to be free. Let my little wings fly in the air. Because I, you, you know what type of person that I am. Right. You know right. that I'm not going to do anything that's not for the betterment of the people that I'm around. And the only reason why you would try and cage someone like me is because it doesn't benefit you at the time or you want mm-hmm. to try and contain what I have. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and when I start absolutely. to feel like that, then I'm like, no, you're trying to play me. Then, you know, it's time to leave you know? because yeah. you have, look, we are blessed with very much, you know, we all have our different gifts and what makes us unique and what makes us special. And if you're not exercising those gifts, then you know that there's something else that's meant for you. And you have to be able to put that fear aside because as a society, you know, as women, sometimes we have to take a back seat. And I say no more back seat. We has we need to be in the front seat driving our ship. And if we can't, then we need to kind of rediscover what it is that we need to do. Um, because you, you you like Shay said, you you can't kind of shut us down and put us in a cage and expect everything to be okay. Yeah, especially when you watch mediocre men rise above you all around you and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? Like, like I will run serious? circles around that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that really grinds my gears as a woman. I'm just like, no more, like no yeah. more. And I think that that in, in, in knowing that, you can really, really take your, the ownership of your ideas and the ownership of your just abilities and just say like, I mean, I don't have to give you access unless you, you know, show me that you value me and you're deserving. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I always say, too, that, you know, especially for us, when we think about our job as leaders and in organizations and then where we're working, we have the expectation that you are going to make you feel valued, appreciated and supported. 
and we're not getting those three fundamentals, then again, it's time for you to kind of figure out what's next for you because that is very important. And, Mm. you know, I was reading this book and, you know, we talked about, um, and I was talking to my friend about this earlier because it's something that she has in her workplace that she's dealing with on a regular basis. But it was talking about how women, um, the men that we work for sometimes where we can't have a voice, right? And I'm telling you right now, I've never heard, um, like, especially because I I get feedback all the time. I get people who reach out to me who ask for advice, but I don't have men reaching out saying that they were told they're defensive and they're emotional. You know, it's like they're passionate. So why can't we be passionate as women? And yet men, you know, they can, but we're told that we're just emotional and we're defensive. Like, yeah. Or why do men always have to come to your defense? Like I have some great people Uh, I work with too, but sometimes I'm just like, why do I need that person to stamp me or to validate me in order for you to listen to me? Like that, that gets on my nerves too. That gets on my nerves. You know, like I don't need someone to speak up for me. Like you should, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, why is that the case? Like, why do people feel like you need, like, and I'm grateful to the ones that do, like I really am. But then I have that question of like, why does it even need to go to that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's really sad because I have had some, some amazing ideas and I would say it one way. And then one of my male counterparts would say it and, you know, and then it's, oh, wow, that's a great idea. It's so good. I'm like, uh. I said that two weeks ago, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And I think people like hear differently or something. I have no idea like why know. that happens, but it's definitely one of those things that you're like, okay, I'm going to let you get this one. Yeah. But the and, next time, I'm about to say something. <laughs> yes, you will. And, you know, and don't feel, you know, and I'm glad you said that, Shay, because we have to do a better job of articulating our feelings because right. sometimes we, especially women, we sit in silence and that is not something that we should continue to do. Like we need to be able to express ourselves. You do it in a very respectful way, but don't sit in silence. It's the worst thing that you can do. And, you know, again, it's just letting someone just throw water, right? It's like taking that fire extinguisher and literally taking your fire all the way out. Mm. Like that is something like, think about that analogy. Think of some, someone coming in with that fire extinguisher and they're spraying and then taking all your fire out. It's like, yeah. And that's hard to clean up. How it does, right? Feel. Like, yeah, you know what the aftermath of that is. It's like ash and smoke <laughs> and like dirt gray and dirt. Yes. It's like, it's, that's hard to clean up. Right. It's so why do we start even again? To, yeah. So mm-hmm. why even get there? It, it, you yeah. know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, what do you see as some other, what have you personally struggled with in terms of um, you know, just being a woman, whether it be in the workplace or just in society, what what have you seen as a woman or what have you, what have you struggled with? Because I think we kind of, we, we all struggle together and we, we've been there and done that. So I'm just curious to see what was something that has impacted you. Um, sometimes seeing seeing people who are in positions that I want that, mm-hmm. are, that don't look like me, not just you know, skin color or race or whatever, but just like who've been, you know, who from where I'm from, who speak like me, who are sporty, tall, you know, um, I'd say confident, but like sometimes you see people in position and you're like, 
well, I wonder how they got that job, you know, or I wonder mm. how they're doing that. But yeah, is it even possible for someone like me? Because and again, that's why representation matters as, as cliche yeah. as that is. It's like, no, it you know, matters. Right. Like people used to say, and I think I said this before on a podcast, but like, oh, yeah, Shay, you should be a GM of a team. And I'm like, but I don't want to be a GM of a team. I don't know why they say that to me. And I say I don't want to be. You know what I mean? Like, because people can see something different. But then, like, the more you start to think about yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, the value you bring to the space that you are an expert at. And I would mm-hmm. say I'm an expert in my space because I've been doing it for 16 plus years. Um, and, you know, from like literally the mailroom. And so mm-hmm. I would say, you know, what's next? I don't see that what's next. So I have to constantly imagine things and create and innovate, which I'm not mad at. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, just seeing like someone, you know, I can be like, oh, there's a couple women doing certain things. And I don't, yeah. I see them in very specific to women type of roles. Um, and so, yeah, I struggle with that. Just like, you know, what, what now? Like, where do I go now? Like, what's next? You know, and mm-hmm. even being a, a general manager, and I know a couple of friends of mine are in the G League now and probably next in line to actually be GMs of NBA teams. But like, even that to me is still so, um, for Shay, it's still so cliche just to want to be an NBA GM. Like, is there something above that? Cause you know, like I don't see many women or women at all owning teams or, you know, can I own a team and stuff like that? I'm just wondering, like, so I think big, but I'm like, I don't see other people. So then I'm like, is it feasible? And I kind of have a little bit of, yeah, like, dang, like I shouldn't be thinking like that. Or I shouldn't be, you know, wanting anything like that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of women feel that way. You know, when you think about, you know, think about 20 years ago where the glass ceiling was just super low. Yeah. And over time, it's starting to rise up, but it's still, you know, you know, when you think about, you know, let's do this exercise. And, you know, I, I can, I encourage our listeners to do it right now. So close your eyes. Okay. I want you to think about, I'm going to say the word and I want you to, Tell me what comes to mind. So when you hear the word senior executive at a top corporation, what is something that you see when you when that word comes to mind, when those words come to mind? Something that I see, like a person like, or just or what does that person I look like? I see a suit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I what see else? um a parking space with a <laughs> <laughs> with a post that says this person can park there. <laughs> okay. And what does, and visually, what does that person look man. like? I see a white yeah. man. Yeah. Um, good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looks the part. Um, mm-hmm. Well connected, you know, mm-hmm. a social person. Um, has a family and a wife, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah. So I do this So I do this when, you know, when I'm teaching diversity and inclusion um, trainings too, Mm -hmm. is because most people and Shay, I have every single uh, session that I've trained is exactly, I hear very similar things that I see a white man with a power suit on, you know, good looking guy. And it's time for us to start the American dream. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's hard for us as women because we... You know, for me, I'm in a role like that. I'm a C. I'm a C-suite executive, right? And but I don't. Often, I, I, often, yeah, like oftentimes, you're, you, are you are you going to see some girl with some wild frizzy curly fro, no. red lipsticks, and some hoop earrings? Probably no. not. 
And I, and that's where we have to learn how to be our own trailblazers because we don't see people in the roles that we want. And for such a long period of time, it's the same thing. It's the same person in those roles. And following the death of George Floyd, you've seen some organizations kind of shake things up. Some are just doing, um, I would say, check in a box where you see some fluffy DNI words on the, on a website. And what does that really mean? Or you've seen um, an uptick in hiring people of color and specifically women, um, but they're in lower levels and kind of stuck at the mid-level management um, tier. And if you're really going to make a difference and have a true commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, then let's, let's change that narrative. So when folks close their eyes and you ask them about what they see in a senior executive, that they see a black woman, that they see a Latina woman, that they see an Asian woman, that they see a white woman, they see women in those positions to kind of shake things up so we can stop going with the same norm over and over again. Like what Mm. about some diversity and thought? Mm. So, you know, I was, you know, I was listening in in this book because I was listening to the audio book. They said that think about if women help design an airplane that it wouldn't oh. be right so the, this woman in a book was explaining how when you get on the airplane you know she's like 52 and she is already not feeling respected as soon as she get on the airplane cuz she has to dr- pick up this heavy luggage yeah. and put it overhead like that was not even she's like think about it that wasn't even meant for women that we have to you know we some of us don't have a lot of upper body strength and I'm five, eight. So I have, and, and what a shoe I'm pretty much tall. So I have, and I have super, you know, we won't go with the, the arm situation, but <laughs> I can reach it. <laughs> that was it right. <laughs> <laughs> Without any problems, I can reach right. all types of things. Right. I kind of felt bad. I was in a grocery store and a woman's like, Hey, can you, can you reach this for a man? I was like, oh, I got this for you, girlfriend. Bionic arm. Go, go, Gadget got this for you. <laughs> but she was saying how, just think about if women had a seat at the table and they were in those type of positions where, you know, because they just weren't and they weren't designing these airplanes. Like, but it's not just about the, you know, the, the plane example. It's about us as women being at the seat and having a seat at the table and a lot of other things so that we can start changing um, the the norm and that what you think about is the American dream. Or just start like, thinking about everyone and not yeah. one specific type of person. And I think women do a good job of that is mm-hmm. including everybody, right? Women, kids, men. Um, I know I do. Like I like I always tell you. Like I think I said this in the, like one of the first episodes. Like I just make sure I always do things to not inconvenience people. Mm-hmm. So whether that's building something out, whether that's you know, holding a door or getting a cart. Like I put my cart away. I don't want, you know what I mean? Like I just always am thinking about other people because I think that kind of stuff matters. So like, yeah, like if we could design just sometimes apartment buildings, right? We don't have a lot of women in construction. Like when I'm watching like across the street from me is a whole entire community being built and there's no women doing that. Um, there was on, there. The, la- there no was on the last excu- day, no the last day she was painting. You know what I mean? But why aren't women being able to scaffold and do all those amazing things as well? So again, like I said, like just seeing people in positions that you normally Mm -hmm. wouldn't, I think that's kind of what I struggle with. It's like, I I am constantly thinking outside the box and I would just love, and I have to really be intentional about it. Damn, I wish I remembered this woman's name, but I just actually um, 
was watching TV the other day. And I saw this black woman. She is, um, she owns a winery or yeah. What is it called when you own like a winery, like in Napa? Like she has one. She's like the only black woman. Oh, the only one. Amazing. Yeah. The only one. And I just saw it the other day and I'm like, wow. And so to me, I'm like, Ooh, now I'm thinking about wine. Like, did, could I make a wine? Like, could I get a wine? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. thinking just in seeing that in passing is why it's so important. I'm like, damn, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I never and, thought that was possible. And, ju- and just think you know? about all the different ways that we can support one another because we're on this path. We're on this journey called life um, for such a short period of time. And while we're here, if we can be able to make a difference in the life of someone else, especially being able to kind of extend the hand to help pull someone up along the way, that just that, that is just so meaningful. And I know just especially you hear this a lot from women that we don't do enough to support one another. Yeah. That there's hate, um, jealousy. And we got to we got to check that at the door. You know, like we need to it's the check scarcity, our egos at right? the door. And, and be willing, like we're all beautiful and unique and special in our own yeah. way. And let's help take that energy that we have and build up, build up another woman in your life, because that's mm-hmm. what we have to do in order for us to be successful. Mm-hmm. If we want to start changing the way that we see things and changing the faces of that we talked about and those in those senior executive positions and yeah. putting women in those roles, then we can do a better job of supporting one and encouraging, encouraging, yes. like you need to apply for that now. Like Mentoring. you need to do that. Yeah. You, or just like, and, and looking out, being on the lookout for, for your people. Like I'm constantly on the lookout for my people. Like if I hear mm-hmm. something, I'm like, Ooh, you know what? No, we need to get a woman in this position. Like what That's can I right. do to like, you know, like text a few people. What are you doing right now? How are you feeling? Like, you, you know, are you happy? Are you this? Are you that? I just saw this role, like constantly just, you know, what do they call it? Reaching back just for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just we have to do it. And yeah. I love that you said, Shay, in terms of encouragement, like think about if you just did that once a week, tap into your network and help someone out. You know, you're, we all have very powerful and big networks and yeah. networking is how you get jobs nowadays. You know, it's definitely a combination of what you know. But before we look at what you know, it's who you know that's going to get you the door. It's going to open up the door and that entrance yes. for you to... Um, to get an interview. So how can you help another woman be able to, 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 to give them an opportunity or to encourage them, or even if it's just making an introduction yeah, to I mean, someone, oh man. right? Just, just the prospect of an opportunity is mm-hmm. literally can change someone's life. Like mm-hmm. just, that you know, quick. inviting someone, introducing someone. Um, but you got to be worthy of it. You got to be ready. You got to be willing and you got to make sure that when you do get that position or where you do make that connection, that you don't forget about that person who connected you and who helped you. And then you continue to pass that on. And I think that's important, too, because I do see a lot of people who will take opportunities and not even tell people like that that person helped them or put them on. And I just think that it's always important to pay homage to those people who helped you build something. You know what I mean? And the power of mentorship as yeah. women, that's something that we can do. You know, I. I love mentoring other women, especially um, I have a very special place in my heart for single women because I was a single mom and it was the struggle was real mm-hmm. and it was very difficult. So if I can be a beacon of hope to another single woman, like I'm here for it. You know, I try to at least mentor a couple of women every year 
just mm-hmm. so I can, you know, it's my way of giving back. And, you know, I help, you know, them with, a, you know, with a lot of different things, whether it be, you know, helping with needing suits for jobs, or if it's helping with interviewing, or if it's help with, you know, help yeah. another woman be able to go to college who couldn't pay for her college classes because she Ooh, had so many other things. And, and I said, you know what? I got you this semester. I'm going to pay for all your classes. Like think oh about God. different things that you can do to help. Like right. we are expected to help on this earth, especially for those of us who are blessed and can do more. Like we sh- we should be wanting to do more for other people. You know, I just think that's, you know, it's that it's that natural instinct that, you know, I don't know if I'm such a I nurturer that I want to be able to help other people. So ask yourself, how, yeah. when was the last time that you helped someone else? When was the last time you helped another woman in your life? Yep. I yeah. mean, every day, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I literally get a call or text every day that has something to do with me helping someone. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it. I really don't. Like sometimes I get exhausted. But I do get, hey, Shay, can I connect you with somebody that I really think that you'd be great to talk to? And I'm like, sure. And I would say the pandemic, I've literally mentored 40 new people that I don't even know. Right. Like, yeah, like that. I literally am just like, okay, look, I can't check up on you every five seconds, but please follow back up with me and let me know, like, how How did it go after, you know, after I introduced you to that or how did it go after our email, after our talk or, you know, some people say, can I record the conversation? And I'm like, fine, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that just like opening your heart up and opening your time up and making time, it'll, it'll mm-hmm. definitely pay off. So I, I definitely a long agree with you. Way. Yeah. So let's, but you know, for, for those of you who are listening, think about how you can um, be a, how you can be a difference in someone else's life. And, you know, I encourage you over the next 30 days, you know, if you're not mentoring someone, just start with one person, you can start small. I know a lot of us are very busy and our time yes. is very precious. But these are the things that are going to be very meaningful. It's going to help someone along the way. So think about someone you can mentor. And hey, if you don't right. have anyone, I can think about a thousand people I can help connect you to. So <laughs> I don't be afraid to reach out. But these are things that we should be doing as women to help each other, right? Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, you need to feel like someone understands you. When, yeah. when you can find someone who understands you, then you, you have enough strength to, to continue to push through or to just go forward with what you already wanted to do or what you were thinking about doing. Yeah. Like even for me, like when I was going through a stressful time in the pandemic, like I had an amazing angel, mm-hmm. you know, her name is Shirley Short. She is hey, the bomb. Shirley. And she really leaned in for me. She plugged into her resources for me if I had questions. Love um, it. I mean, she just made time for me and she is a, an entrepreneur and she does not have time. Um, but she really, really took the time to just talk to me and it it could be late, but, and she would send me prayers in the morning and that's all I needed. And I could, I knew what to do, but I didn't have the energy to do it by myself. Right. That made sense. Like I knew what I needed to get done, but just knowing that she was there for me to just bounce things off of or complain to, um, really, really helped. And so I know you need that. I know, I know people need that now because I never had. I would say I never leaned in like that before. Besides my mom, my mom's always been my person, yeah, but my mom can help me at this stage in my career and my life. Cause you know, that just was not her expertise. So that's why I felt like I just, I, and one, and she texted me the day that I actually needed her. Love. She just was like, Hey, checking on you. And I was like, 
Oh my God. Like, call this is me. It. Yeah. I need you. And so it was like so perfect, which is why I call her my angel because she just felt that I needed it. And ever since then, like we've been super close. We were super close before that, but like that really helped. And I'm, and I'm super thankful for her. That's awesome. Yeah. And I got to, I have to give a shout out to my mom. Her name's Antonia. Shout out mom. Antonia. Uh, she she is that. just always someone who, you know, when I'm having bad days, you know, when I'm in tears is that, you know, whatever it is, my mom is someone I can pick up the call, but pick up the phone no matter what. She'll stop everything. And sometimes she'll just pray with me. Sometimes it's just give me words of inspiration, but um, she's just super special to me and um, a big part of my life. So love you, mom. Oh, I love <laughs> You're that. my hero. You're my hero, boo. And, and we can <laughs> tell that your mom has had an impact on your life just as strong as you are. Like, yeah. sometimes you amaze me with how strong you are. Oh, like you like when we talk on the phone, you'll be sounding regular, but you'll be like, man, I just had so much to do. I had all these meetings and I had to work out and the stress. And it's like, but you're sounding like everything's OK. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I know you're like literally just like sometimes it's not. Yeah. You're just but I think you're just putting one foot in front of the other like you know how to do. You know, thanks, Shay. I appreciate cool. that. Yeah. Now. OK, so switching gears. So we talked about some of the struggles that we have as women in the workplace and we kind of tapped into a little bit as struggles that we face as women in society. So I have a good friend of mine. And every time I, every time this, when I think about women, she comes up, yeah. she, she gets so angry. So she is 45. Um, she'll be 46 this year. She's not married. She has a daughter who's grown living her best life. She's an actress and she's doing amazing things. So shout out to her. Um, but she gets really upset because people are very judgmental that if you're single and you're a woman, that something, oh my God, something has to be wrong with you. You know, like, oh, you're not married. Oh, what happened? You know, like just mm. almost like it's this, um, this. A sickness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that you have because mm. you're, you're single and you're not married. So have you, have you heard of that? I mean, of course you're engaged a little bit different, but, and you're well, a little I, bit yeah. younger than us, but is it something that you've heard of? I know that, I mean, I get it the same thing. Like everyone says, oh, you know what? You're so accomplished, but you know, I'll be happy when you, uh, it'd be great. I know you'll be happy when you get married or something like that. It's like always a, but, or I'm looked at as less than because mm -hmm. I'm not married. So, but I think, I mean, I've never experienced that from other women, but I've experienced that from men. Like when yeah. you meet men and um, let's say you're having a great conversation or a great time and you're out, and you're vibing and then they're like, you're great, but why don't you got a man? Or why yeah. don't you, you know, and I used to be like, what do you mean? Like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. You know, like, <laughs> Damn. you know, you know, Where like, the just, the words? like you exactly like you said, like, so I did used to get that as well. Um, I wouldn't say I got that from women, though. I don't I don't I didn't ever I don't think we get that. a lot from women unless it's like maybe sometimes I hear from like older women in a family who just. You know, they're just old kinda, school. Yeah, very old school. Grew up a certain type of way. Yeah. And they got married when they were young. They have children. Like, that's what they were meant to do on this earth. And they're like, oh, you know, you're so successful. You have all this going on, but I'm sure it yeah. must be hard. You know, like, I get okay. the, you don't want to have kids. And yeah. I'm like, I never yeah. said I didn't want to have kids. I'm not yeah. pressed to have kids. Um, like in due time. Like, yeah. Like a lot of people are like, oh my God, like, I thought you'd want to have kids. Like you're so good with kids. I'm like, I know, which is why I don't technically 
feel the urge to have kids because I'm always taking care of people's kids. Like I've been taking care of people's kids for my career for so long. Forever. Forever. And I don't mind it and I love it. But don't look at me like I have two heads because I'm a woman who one, didn't know I wanted to be engaged. And two, I didn't, you know, I'm not pressed to have kids. Like, I don't know. You know, like I'm busy healing the world. Like what you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to heal everybody. Not just I'm not just trying to, you know, yeah. focus my energy on just my situation. Like I'm trying to, you know, yeah. make big things pro- happen. <laughs> yeah. And don't project whatever you have of yourself on me. Like I'm my own person yeah. and I make my own rules and I stay in my own lane and I don't have expectations of you. So please don't have them of me. Like I'm not in a rush. Like for me, mm. and we talked about this before, like I am at the place in my life where I am good. And it yeah. took me a while to get here because I did have those insecurities like, oh, wow, I need this person where, of course, like we're beautiful women. We get hit on all the time, but I'm not going to settle for anything that I don't want. Like mm-hmm. in I don't want a perfect person, but I need someone who I know is best mm. for me that brings out the best in me. And mm. I hopefully can bring out the best in him. But I am not going to be pressed to just jump into something to yeah. say that I have someone to check a damn box for anyone. Like, I won't do that. Yeah, because the person who you choose and the person who chooses you is literally the lifeline of you. Like, it could be the beginning of something beautiful or it could be the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you hear horror stories of people who've gotten in relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. who have gotten into things that they never would have and people would have never associated that with them because of being so needy. And I think that the generation has changed. Like I watch old movies all the time about, um, well, I, I guess when say around 1920s, 1940s, 1950s, like I love like all, I, I love like the, old the evolution of life. And you do see yeah. um, women and how we are um, depicted in those mm-hmm. um, shows or movies. And you do see why some people are still traditional. Yeah. Um, but when, you know, you come to the 21st century and you see, you know, women entrepreneurs, um, women, you know, like you said, running companies, senior executives, like now you people have to switch their mindset on what a woman's role and the things that we want to do. Like you have to adopt to what we're doing because it just is what it is. Now, there's some people who are traditional. Then you should go find your traditional woman. Yeah. But there She's are people there. like you and me who we're out <laughs> here like we we're really trying to you know, make headway and run companies and create a better situation for people in the workforce and the work industry. Like we truly love the people we work with and we want to try and like make the best environment for them. And I think sometimes when you do that, you know, you can't necessarily focus just on you and your family. And I guess that's another reason why a lot of the times that women in power positions do have struggles with finding a loved one because they Mm -hmm. are spread thin, right? We are spread thin. And you are trying to do that. So yeah. Yeah, that's why I you mean, have to find someone who understands. Yeah, I mean, that's literally why yeah. I was like, let me try this whole dating app situation because yeah. I'm so busy. I get home late and I don't have a, I, I don't go out much anyway, um, especially, you know, when COVID happened. So I don't go anywhere that I feel like I'm at a place where I can meet someone. Um, but it that's, you, you, you hit the nail that just time is just very slim to none. Um, so it, it's very hard to, find me, find people, especially, you know, when you think about me, I'm, you know, how, you know, you know how I feel like I, I can't date anyone in the workplace in terms of me having this kind of sphere of influence. So that's out. Yeah. And then I don't want to date anyone like in the sports industry at all. 
yeah. I don't want to date anyone because because a lot of times it's going to be like I don't want to you know you've heard me say before it I don't want to date with anyone in my son's lane yeah so that's super important to me which I don't think so, you're in control of but I understand I know I know I know <laughs> <laughs> like I hear you but I just when you say that just be like, you're like okay take, like, like it's not your plan like it's God's plan I know plan. It, so, I know. All you can do is continue to look beautiful, continue to smile, <laughs> continue to do what you do, bring that good energy, and someone's going to latch on to it. Like, you can say what you don't want, but... I know, right? The heart wants what the heart wants, what the heart wants, you know? Pull at these heartstrings. Let's see where you, <laughs> where you guide me and what direction I go into. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I think you have, like, turned a huge leaf just from last year. Damn, right? Crazy. Just from it's last crazy. year. And the way you even talk about you and your situation, like... With positivity, with hope, with excitement, yeah, um, and knowing that you haven't met someone yet, yeah, you know that I, I mean? that with I that. can see, yeah, I mean, yeah, and that you want to, that you're open, that I'm open to. I mean, yeah. I've met some some nice guys, but you know, I see them as just friends. Like, not yep. I haven't met anyone that kind of. I want someone. Is this just too old? Fat? I mean, maybe I'm so old. Fat. I am like super old school. I don't know if this <laughs> if this is still realistic, and maybe I watch too many. Um, <laughs> too many movies or read too many romance novels. I don't know, but I'm still, I, I still feel like I want to have those butterflies in my stomach, you know, that I'm just super excited and giddy when I'm around my person. And I, not old you know, school. okay. It's that still happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. Because I've been on a few dates, but nothing is like, okay, like, Hey, okay. See you later, Gator. Like nothing that gave That's me because those, that person- those goosies hasn't been your person not my person your, yet because it's the way someone looks at you it's the way yeah. someone is with you that you're yes. just like that's what's giving you the butterflies is that they feel that way about you and you're yes. like yes that's holy true moly like and when that synergy that that is like when those chemistry eyes are burning through you're like right it's that that chemistry so yes. i haven't met someone yet that has given me that that Come we've had baby like my fire <laughs> <laughs> that we've had that chemistry that you know when you lock eyes you're like Okay, this is, this is on. This is, right, this is right, real. Right. But yeah, so I'm I'm just sit back and, and waiting to find my person. But in the meantime, continue to do the things that bring me joy in my life and and also just working on me. Like we're all a work in progress and we should be continuously working on us. And sometimes and, that's why we haven't found our person because we haven't done the work necessary. It's not, it's not complete. Yeah. It's not fully evolved. Yeah. And I think you've been focused on that as well. Yeah. And when you can focus on the work, it's going to come. That's that's yeah. how I felt. Like I made a decision when I turned 30. I'm like, no, I'm getting my stuff together. I'm getting my act together. I'm getting my credit right. together. I'm not playing. I'm saying yes. I'm going on dates. I'm fearless. I'm out here. And boom, hit me right in the head, in the back oh. of the head. <laughs> <laughs> when I least expected it. And I just think that that's what I'll continue to preach to people. It's like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people recognize when you've done the work. And that yeah. they don't need to, that, that being in a relationship with you is not going to burden them. Yeah. You know, that you're not coming in with all your baggage or your We're emotional drama. You know, you're just going to make their life weighed down. And I yeah. think, you know, having someone who's excited about life and, ex and, and they're just, ex every time they talk to you, they got something positive to say. It's not like they're not talking shit about other people. They're not Debbie Downer in the situation. They're not, you know, a pessimist. Like, when people can see that you bring positivity every time, somebody wants to be with somebody like that. I know yes. I love being with people like that. Right, like, who are just super positive. Like, Nafis is just always positive. Like, yeah. just like, yo, babe, it's, don't even trip. We're going to get it back. Like, 
And exactly. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, you're hot, like you're hype man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't even worry about it. Like I can see, you know, and he just like, and I'm just like, yeah, like it's never a, like a dull moment or a burden. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that before I would just let guys say anything to me, like mm. just things like, I don't like when you wear this. For, like statements like that. Yeah. I should already know it's not going to work. Yeah. Because that's absolutely. not how you get feedback. And that's just it just and that just lets me know that they're trying to put me in a box, which mm-hmm. I told you I freak out. Don't put they're us, trying don't to put, put me in a box in of what they view as attractive <laughs> and what a woman mm. that a catch should be wearing. I'm mm. no catch in, in that instance. Like I'm a woman. That's right. I'm that's Shay. Right. Like and I'm, I'm not going to fit the white toes wearing doing all that. I'm not I'm not that girl. So I had to find somebody who was not like, oh, you got white toes. OK, you're good. Like, you know, like it just there's there's certain guys who are just out there and they just think you're supposed to look come from Instagram and you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and you got to find people who are really who wants a with real two feet on the ground. Uh, and wants a real woman. OK, wants like, a real woman, you know, with a real body, get. you know, yes. stretch marks, everything. And just say you're beautiful yeah. regardless. OK. But it, and look, and I think it comes down to. Just they're loving you for who you are and don't have these, you know, this kind of fixated. Instagram, I'm telling you. Right? It's not. It's not real. Like, like let's let's just remember that this is real life, people. And but look, when you find that person, it will just be very seamless. So I do know that. And I'm not pressed. I'm just, you know, chilling and, and waiting for that person to come. And in the meantime, I'm going to keep living the damn dream and doing all the things that um, brings life into and, and you know, brings happiness into my life. Exactly. And you're going to find some happy person doing the same thing. Wait, you happy right now? Oh, me too. Oh, we should up? be happy together. How you doing? Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like good vibes, see good vibes. And, and that's all it pretty much is, like in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, well, look, guys, we appreciate you listening in. So if you don't take anything um, away from this episode, the one thing we want you to remember is try to reach out to someone in your, your network and, and helping other women in need, in need. And when I say help, it doesn't have to be financially. It could be, again, right. you make an introduction. It could be mentorship. It can be just giving someone some advice and listening to someone. Or a compliment. Yeah, just to or see, a compliment. You know, if they're doing something great. Yeah. But let's just over the next, let's call it 30 days. I don't know. 30 days is always something. Well, it is Women's History Month. So we can say yeah. 30 days. Okay. So. so by the end of March, you March have, 31st. You, you, you've definitely um, have made a connection to mentor, mentor someone, um, a woman in your life. Okay. Okay. Well, and look, we got a very juicy um, episode coming up <laughs> next week. Um, shout out to the listener who uh, gave us uh, the, the recommendation, but we're going to talk about, and Hey, if you have anything that you want to share in preparation, um, of this episode, reach out to us, but it's going to be really focused on, can you be friends with past lovers? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even going to comment until then, because it's just so juicy. It's so juicy. But thank you uh, for listening. Make sure to follow Tip in the Scales wherever you get your podcasts. Later. Deuces. Deuces. Bye.